Good night, sweet moose. We hardly knew ye. Where will Octavia and Carhoon press on from this? Will death follow them there, too? And when will Octavia take this belt out for a test drive? Seriously, I need to play test this thing. Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me, My Spouse, and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia, Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. If you like what you hear in the next hour or so, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and tell your friends about us. It's a really great way for us to reach more listeners with our story, so please do just that. All right. All right. I cannot do her voice. Um, it's insane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dutch babies do sound delicious. I'm not 100% sure what it is. A Dutch baby, besides being an infant from the Netherlands. <laughs> this is, is what Google is telling you. No, this is what I'm telling you. <laughs> it's sometimes called a. Oh, it's just a German pancake. Oh. Ooh, that sounds delicious. I Which do love me. You do I make love, German pancakes. I do make German pancakes. That's true. They're delicious. Literally also just flour, a, eggs, and milk and powdered sugar. Also called a Bismarck or a Dutch puff. Dutch puff. Hmm. I feel like it's a little less uh, quasi-cannibalistic to call it a Dutch puff as opposed to a Dutch baby. It's kind of weird that it's called that. Puffed pancake. It's kind of like our cat. Oh. <laughs> oh, that would be another good name for another baby. We can't have a cat named Pancake and then Puffed Pancake. No, we could call it Puffed Pastry, though. We could name yeah, yeah. our cat Shoe and have everyone be confused and be like, oh, like the things you put on your feet. And we'll be like, no, like no. the dough. And no one will know how to spell it. I don't even know how to spell Shoe Pastry. <laughs> C-H-O-U-X. Chowks. Yep. Pretty when sure. they're bad, we'll call them Chowks. Chowks, get over here. Get off of that table. Don't knock our TV over. Mm-mm. Looks yummy, though. Mm-mm. Are you just looking at pictures of <laughs> German pancakes now? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't mm. made one for a while. A Dutch baby. Mm. I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, now we did just have lunch, but now I'm kind of hungry, too. Give me pastries. So, um... Hey, how you doing? Hi, my love. I'm doing good. This is a fun new setup. I think this is probably the most comfortable of all of my setups so far. What are you listening to? I am listening to the Tiny Tina Assault on Dragon Keep OST on YouTube. Cool, cool. I'm Mm -hmm. listening to the John Wick soundtrack. Ooh, oh, that one would be good, too. It's very good. Good movie, good soundtrack. Yeah, Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just, there's just a level of comfort with the Assault on Dragon Keep because that's what we would always play in our other one-on-one campaign. And so it's like, oh, this sounds like D&D to me. <laughs> German pancakes always say like New Year's and Thanksgiving to me because growing up we would usually make them around one of those two holidays or or maybe like Christmas. So they just feel like holidays and lazy mornings and not wanting to wash the pan after making them Mm -mm. they're Mm -hmm. so good though seriously though also really easy if you want if you want some sort of like 
thing to impress people with. German pancakes are pretty good because they're they're deceptive in their ease. I do prefer real pancakes, though. Yeah, but real pancakes are a bit more work. But they're better. Anyway. Um, <laughs> well, they're just different. <clears throat> I think they're just totally different types of breakfast so foods. Better. Yeah. So. I mean, the pancakes <laughs> you make are amazing. So, I mean, you were blessed by the pancake gods with the pancake touch. Pumpkin. Unless Pancake herself is the pancake god and then she has indeed blessed you. No, Pancake's just Pancake. No. She's you. just a good pancake. It would be kind of creepy if it were a, a sentient being. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess let's come back into it. Sure. Sorry for those of you who were bummed out last yeah. episode. It's kind of a kind yeah. of a morose one there. Mm-hmm. So this one's going to be nothing but uh, like the clowns and fart jokes and <laughs> inane silliness. Actually, clowns are kind of terrifying, so let's hope no clowns. Um, unicorn. There we and go. Ice cream cones. Yes. Ooh. Oh, we should go to Millie's. And other fun things. <laughs> now, but um, yeah. Let's let's return. Mm-hmm. I'm going to skip to the song where he's shooting all the people in the club. Because <laughs> it's great. That whole movie is a work of art. Is it? You said the three soundtrack? No, just the first one. Oh, just the first one. I honestly oh. don't remember the first one that well. I mean, the first one is the best one, in my opinion. Okay. That was actually so, kind of weird because you were singing in time to the music that I'm listening to, <laughs> but you couldn't hear. And for and you for several bars, you were keeping the same time. And I'm like, oh, weird, wild. Well, much like John Wick was on a mission for vengeance because some um, jerks killed his puppy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys are returning from a quasi vengeance well mm-hmm. it turned into a vengeance mm-hmm. quest at the end where you about 10 other grot members carhoon mm-hmm. and their fearless leader owlbear are returning to the camp of the grot in the aftermath of this mission mm-hmm. it was not necessarily a failure because yeah. the monster hordes do not have access to moose and all his knowledge but unfortunately Moose did not survive the encounter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Albert has uh, collected him, mm-hmm. his body, and uh, you are all tromping back through the woods uh, to your little grot camp. Mm-hmm. And I believe um, we had we had sort of left it with you guys arriving in the camp and Owlbear going to make her preparations for uh, the whatever sort of funerary rites right. they have. Mm-hmm. So, this happened mm-hmm. in the middle of the night just to save some time. Hand wave it, the magic? Well, not to hand wave the magic, but just to say, like, uh, the the f- whatever fu- rites or funeral proceedings are going to happen uh, in the evening. As they make their preparations throughout the day, so mm-hmm. you have, you know, about, you know, 10-ish hours before Moose will be interred, mm-hmm. or you're not entirely sure what their customs are. Right. So you can either stick around for the ceremony, you can 
bounce out now if you feel like it. It is up to you. I, I think that Octavia would want to stick around for the for the ceremony. I mean, just because, like, you know, she was there and she's building this relationship with Owlbear and with the Grot. They're kind of her closest friends at this point. Um, so I think she would... <coughs> Carhoon takes offense to that. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I meant at friends to the the partying adventurers okay. there. Right. It was it was a, it was a royal plural there. Um yeah. And so they'll stick around um, until until those until those rites start. They'll probably take a rest because mm-hmm. I mean uh, Octavia didn't see how Carhoon was faring in the battle in the front of the coach, but um, Octavia got you know used spells and got kind of exhausted, and they were all traveling you know for so many hours, both there and back. Um, so they would be relatively exhausted, I would think. Okay, so you guys take a, a rest, you and the rest of the warriors actually, all mm-hmm. sort of somberly retreat to your various places of rest and recuperation and unbuckle your swords and shields mm-hmm. and weapons and whatnot and settle in for a few hours to get some rest before the funeral. Mm-hmm. So you do that, you can count that as a long rest. Perfect. You're all feeling much more alive after that, at least physically and magically. So mm-hmm. I know my my spell slots all back. Mm, spell slots. Anything you're doing? Well, Octavia will as they are walking back to the tent that the grot set aside for them, um, Octavia will turn to Carhoon and ask, How did it fare in the battle in front of the coach? How are you how are you doing? Well, I took some hits, but we managed to Handled them relatively effectively after you stopped the coach from moving. It was more or less just a matter of rounding them up. Did any escape or... Not from what I gathered. Good. I don't know that they were expecting us to retaliate so quickly. And it's good that they don't know that we were with the Grot. It'd be good to keep us still a secret so that Crag can't, you know, use us to find the Grot or, you know use the grot to find us type of thing that's true but if this uh, dragon speaks truly Craig may not need the grot to find us true I don't know if we should stay here long uh, we should probably keep moving I don't suppose she said anything about where to go next huh not yet uh, I feel like we should stay here long enough to pay our respects to Moose tonight but if I don't hear anything from her by then or once the night falls, we should continue on so that we're not in one place for, you know, so many hours. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. Cool. Yeah, so and then rest. yeah, and then we'll just go back to the tent and and take that long rest, kind of anticipating. And and after the rest, we will kind of we were already packed up because we didn't know if we would return after um the raid. Um, but we will, after the rest, be all packed up so that in case Fulmis reaches out to Octavia, they'll be ready to skedaddle. Um, but then if Fulmis doesn't, that they'll still be ready to skedaddle after after the funeral. Okay. So as you guys rest and recuperate from your night out, your night out on the town. <laughs> I'm imagining Carhoon, you know, in glittery pants, just a vest, you know. 
all that kind of great stuff. Mm. Platform shoes. Doesn't seem like his style. I know, which is why it's so fun to imagine him attired like that. style (laughs) is is drinking a glass of tea alone at home on a Friday night reading a book. (laughs) I kind of imagine him in in, as incongruous dress as Teal'c in the 60s episode of Stargate, how it's just like the the character and the attire are are not aligning there. Man, that was a great episode. It's probably one of my favorites. (laughs) So good. Okay, so... Throughout the day, as you were resting out in the camp, there is hubbub going on as uh, people are going about making their funerary mm-hmm. arrangements. You see uh, grot members collecting uh, firewood and assembling it into a sort of pyre in the mm-hmm. center of mm-hmm. the camp. And so you have some idea of where these ceremonies are going to go. But uh, they get that assembled and... Unless there's anything else you'd like to do, evening rolls around. Sounds good. Yep, nothing nothing planned. So evening rolls around, and the whole of the grot that are assembled in this camp uh, are sort of called out. There's a, a little horn blown. and mm-hmm. uh, So the grot gather around this pyre, mm-hmm. and once everyone has gathered, the crowd falls silent, and a... Short processional begins leading mm-hmm. from one of the tents. It's sort of a larger tent, you would guess, more or less the the medic, the medical mm-hmm. tent, uh, where people have their wounds treated to. And several grot members with Owlbear in the lead come out bearing a, uh, shoot, what's the thing called? The, like a, the, uh, the cot thing that you put like a person on, a stretcher kind of a thing? A stretcher? More or less a fancy ceremonial stretcher. Mm-hmm. Or is he on his, maybe he's on his shield. I don't know if he had. Uh, he didn't. They, they oh, don't God. have a ton of shields. He, he did not have a shield. So no, they, they carry him out. He's on just a relatively simple wooden mm-hmm. stretcher. You can see that he has been cleaned up. The wounds across him have, have been sealed and he's been made to look a bit more uh, not quite so beaten and, mm-hmm. and bloodied. He's been, you know, well, well treated. He's been garbed in his his armor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. nice clean tunic underneath everything's been polished and cleaned and yeah he has his armaments his crossbow his quiver mm-hmm. his quivers for crossbows i don't know I'm it's a close it's, enough <laughs> sure the thing that holds the crossbow things so uh, a warrior's funeral and they carry him out arrayed in this and come to rest in front of the pyre and then they slide the stretcher on top of it and mm-hmm. the sun is beginning to set at this point and all are gathered around and those who were bearing this the paul paul bears mm-hmm. is it called a paul then maybe it's called a paul they slide him on top of this pyre mm-hmm. and those who were bearing it join the crowd and all are sort of gathered around this. Moose is set atop, and Owlbear steps to the front of the crowd for a short address. Mm-hmm. Everyone is silent for a moment, and then Owlbear begins to speak. Mm-hmm. And she says, The task before me now is great. This speech is not for me. It's not for any of you. It is my duty to honor and to send off into the plains of Aetherius, our friend and comrade, the one we call Moose. I pray I do not dishonor your spirit, your memory, or your reputation to these gathered here by a 
slip of my tongue, or flaw of my mouth. We have faced many a trial together, old friend, but this task is the greatest I have faced in my time. You are not the first lost in this war. You will not be the last. Here today we must not only remember you, but to remember those who have fallen before you and those who will follow in your sacrifice. Without those who came ahead of us, we would not have the opportunity to glory in this loss, and we will ensure that those that the future brings will not shy away from the sacrifice that we honor here today. You embodied all the Grat stand for. Honor, loyalty, wisdom, patience, all that is good that we seek to restore to this broken world, you were. I say this not only to honor you, but to embolden those that you leave, that in your loss we may take strength in the fight, that the greatest act of honor and valor we can achieve is to give all that we have in pursuit of justice and goodness. Your life, your actions, and your memory are a testament to that. So died Moose, as becomes not only a Grat, but any free person of Moir. We, the survivors, must determine to have as unfaltering a resolution as he, even while we work to achieve a happier fate. Let us not dishonor your memory by letting your sacrifice be in vain. And she nods her head, and one of the other Grat members walks through the crowd holding a torch. Mm-hmm. And they hand it off to Owlbear. And she nods, and then turns, and very, very rigidly, very somberly, sets it to the base of the pyre and it ignites and the fire begins spreading around. Mm-hmm. She turns to the rest to the rest of the crowd and she says, Tonight, we sit with Moose in a final vigil that his last act on this plane may be to watch over us as we watch over his ascent into the beyond. And then she extinguishes the torch, and as the the fire begins to blaze across the pyre, everyone sort of just kind of sits down where mm-hmm. they are and uh, begin taking up a silent vigil. And that goes through the night. No one speaks. The sun fully sets, uh, and this this pyre. The flames spread over all of it, and after several hours, uh, it begins to burn down. Mm-hmm. It's a hardy pile. They sit and wait throughout the night as the fire burns out and is reduced to but a mound of embers and ashes. Oh, man. Octavia doesn't 
really want to be the first person to stand up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she and Carhoon had sat with the rest of the grot um, surrounding the pyre mm-hmm. throughout the evening and the night. Um, and when it seems as though that other people are starting to move around and go back to their duties or or unless Owlbear says something um, first um, but kind of when the light is starting to rise again um, Octavia will know that it's time for her and Carhoon to to get going again okay well, the sun begins to rise, and no one quite stirs yet, uh, but uh, a little bit after dawn breaks, Owlbear rises, and everyone sort of takes notice, mm-hmm. and you get the sense that there's uh, the, the ceremony isn't quite over okay. yet. And so after this night of, of waking vigil, you can see that over the course of the the next like hour or so as the sun is is cresting over the treetops owlbear sits about sort of collecting the remains into a an urn mm-hmm. and once it is all collected they all retreat to well she she walks over to a part of the camp that's sort of uh, a large stone wall mm. cliff, you might say, because they're in sort of a a, a mountain. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you mm-hmm. guys are in the mountain, so a large rock formation. And another grot member joins her. You can tell that this is not a martial grot member, but uh, more okay. of perhaps the healer or mm-hmm. a, a magic wielder of sorts who begins reciting an arcane incantation and Whoa. doing some hand gestures. And you can see part of the stone face ripple and meld and it Mm -hmm. forms a little pocket uh, in the side of this mountain face that Owlbear then (sighs) enters the remains in Mm -hmm. and the magic user repeats the incantation and seals the stone wall in front of it and all that's left is a little runic engraving Mm -hmm. denoting Mm -hmm. who this is Mm -hmm. and what they had done Wow. And as it is sealed up, Owlbear turns, nods to the crowd, mm-hmm. and retreats back to her tent. And at that, everyone stands up, begins stretching their probably numb limbs <laughs> right. at this point. Yeah. And going about making the preparations. And they all begin not just doing what they normally do, but you can see they're beginning to break down this camp. So yeah. they're likely going to move, move. on. Mm-hmm. Um, Octavia will stride over to Owlbear's tent, and if there's, like, a pole or something next to the, like, flap that she can kind of knock on to, you know, announce that she's there as opposed to just barging in, um, that's something that she'd want to do. Okay. You stand up, and as you are shaking the tiredness from your limbs, and Carhoon is doing the same next to you, mm-hmm. and his legs are asleep, and he's trying to take them out and <laughs> uh-huh. stand up, you hear a, a whisper in your mind. <gasps> okay. And you recognize the voice of Fulmis, who <gasps> says, I'm glad you're finally up and about. I thought it might be rude to intrude on such a somber processional, but I should tell you. I think I found one. 
Thank you for waiting. I appreciate it. Well, if it went on much longer, I think time is of the essence. But... True, true. So which one do you think you found? And are, are they close? It'd be awesome if they were close. It'll be easier to tell you if you relax your mind for a moment. Sure. And Octavia's still a little bit hesitant because it's still such a foreign thing to kind of have another mm -hmm. being, you know, not quite merged with her, but almost merged with her. And so she fights it for a second, but then just tries to, like, regulates her breathing mm -hmm. and, like, loosens her shoulders, you know, as opposed to having them all tensed up and tight around her ears, like, lets them, lets them relax. And you feel sort of a, a sharp prying in your brain Ugh, almost. Yeah. And it's uncomfortable for a moment, but as you sort of let go of the, the fight and let it happen, mm -hmm. you your your vision is sort of taken over and you see, in fact, a a vision, and you're getting sort of a bird's eye view of what you would guess is the mountain range that you're oh, in. Right. Okay. You're not sure how long it takes, but you can sort of see it descend to mm -hmm. approximately where you are, but then uh, begin cutting across the mountain range, heading toward the east, over oh, the mountains, wow. onto the eastern hemisphere, I guess, of Moir. Mm -hmm. It cuts across the plains after the other side of the mountains until it butts up against a river of sorts mm -hmm. where it takes a, a sharp turn and begins heading north <gasps> north the plains give way to a tundra of sorts mm -hmm. and then fully into a frozen sort of wasteland until it finally rests upon a just a, a blank canvas of white snow but you find oh, wow. in front of you a landscape of jutting ice formations almost like mountains mm -hmm. made of frozen there's not really another word for ice frozen <laughs> slabs and shards mm -hmm. of ice and fulmis's voice says there's one here do you know which one it is i'm not sure yet do you think you'll be able to tell as we get closer perhaps can you by any chance tell if crag knows where it is or where Crag if is? Not to my knowledge. Okay. I've looked, but I think my brother might be hiding himself from me. Understandable. Okay. Well, thank you for thank you for finding this one. Well, this should benefit both of us, I hope. We we shall see if we don't get there fat, fast enough. It mm. will It'll only benefit not us. <laughs> only go towards our demise. Well, I'd suggest you get to scurrying, little one. I'll do that. And the vision fades. Does and you're back in this camp. Okay. Does fool me seem a little? Are are we? Is she warming up to Octavia a bit more? Um, she's still pretty aloof. Okay. Okay. Trying to trying to see how much she's become my friend yet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how long in, like, actual seconds did that take? Uh, you're in, like, real time? Mm-hmm. Probably a few. Okay. 
You're not you're not sure. Okay. Long. So Octavia will open her eyes and look to Carhoon and say that was Fulmis. We have to go to the tundras of the north. Um, she thinks she's found something. She she doesn't know what yet, but we need yeah. to get there as quickly as possible because if she's found it, odds are that Craig and his and his dragon person friend thing would be hot on our tails. Hmm. The north. I don't like the north. H- have you been not up a, there? Not a big fan of the cold. Uh, I've never been further north. I mean, Montignon was the furthest north I've ever been, and, and going all the way up to where it's cold all the time. I mean, nothing grows there. That's just as kind of antithetical to being an herbalist and, and, yeah. and selling things that grow as, as antithetical as it could be. Well, if we're going up there, we're going to need to make sure we don't freeze to death. I don't think what we're wearing right now is going to cut it. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Do you know the kind of stuff that we we need? Uh, do you know if Patagonia is having a sale? Uh, no, but I think North Face is. Oh, okay, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but you get the sense that, I mean, what you're wearing would keep you warm. Okay. You know, generally for, you know, moderate cold. Mm-hmm. But going, you're basically going into like the Arctic. Arctic type of thing. Okay. Where you will need specialized clothing to okay. ensure you don't freeze. It, so it, it's just like super furry boots and clothes and stuff. Right. And is that kind of stuff like regularly made? Do people have that kind of stuff? Or is this something that we would like need to basically get the furs and make ourselves? Well, probably one of two ways. Okay. Uh, if you are in any major city you could probably find someone who mm-hmm, could mm-hmm. either has it or could do it for you but that might prove to be a bit troublesome right because i mean the closest the current <laughs> exactly climate <laughs> um or you could you could see if you could try to make some of your own okay or you could see what the grout might have you know, the grout might okay. have okay so octavia was planning on going and talking to albert anyway and now that we have um, this additional information, and now that it's even more pressing that um, she and Carhoon get going, um, she'll beckon to Carhoon and um, keep keep heading towards Albert's tent. Okay. And so she'll knock on the like uh, doorpost or whatever, like Albert. I-, I hate to bother you, but it's Octavia. Enter. And Octavia will, you know still trying to be respectful and somber mm-hmm. but knowing that she also has to like ask for another favor um mm-hmm. will walk in and say i'm sorry to bother you at this time um but carhoon and i must be going i didn't think this was a long-term arrangement thank you for your hospitality and I again i wish there was something more i could have done um and we owe a lot to you and to the Grot, and you are a wonderful leader, and thank you for inspiring so many, ourselves included, to continue day after day doing what it is we have to do, as opposed to just giving up. What do you need? Do you have any... 
anything for really, really cold climates. Carhoon and I must go north. And we're not equipped to handle constant snow and constant ice and what we currently have. Yeah. Well, that's quite a... Not too many people go up there. Because mm-hmm. it's a tundra. Generally inhospitable. Yeah. yeah. It's not a nice place to live. Can't say I've ever been that far up north. Me neither. We, the Grot, don't necessarily have anything that could help you up there. Okay. And I suppose going to your local retailer isn't going to be an option. (sighs) Unfortunately, none of the outlets are close by. Well. Do you have something that we could maybe... Do you have any excess furs or even anything along those lines that we could use to then we'll try to fashion something ourselves well in terms of raw materials we don't have an excess we usually don't have much more than we can carry on our own backs good call i mean true okay if i had to give you any suggestion once you get up a bit more northerly before you cross into the real arctic Mm -hmm. not too many people know about them because nobody really goes up that far north. Mm -hmm. There's some nomadic tribes that make their their home up there. Really? They might be able to have what you need. Okay. Are they open to trade? Have have you traded with them before? I haven't, but I've I've heard of them. We've got a fair amount of dwarves here. Oh, is it? Are are they dwarven nomads? Ah, yes. They're... uh, Ice dwarves, they call themselves the Yapikanoan. I, I I had no idea. I didn't know that anyone lived. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, well, I wouldn't have known either, but as I said, we've got a fair amount of dwarves. Right. Okay. They keep to themselves, okay. mostly. I think they only ended up up north because way back when we were all organizing into... City states and governments, mm-hmm. they didn't feel like being ruled by any central power, so they fled up north where nobody really wanted to rule. Wow. Do you. I mean, dwarves are the hardiest bunch I can think it of. Makes so it makes sense. Yeah. It, do you know if they like to trade for money, or do you know if it's a more of a like goods for goods type of situation? Uh, they don't probably have much use for, for gold as oh, we have. That's a good call, okay. I must say, I don't know much about them, no more than stories told around the campfires at night, but okay. if you can find them, they might be able to get you what you need, if you're respectful, and if they take a liking to you. Of course. Do you have any insights as to uh, any proper, of course, I guess if they're just legends or, or stories, you don't really know any like uh, th- proper greetings or or you don't have no one from their clan is in Grot, are they? No, no. Okay. Grot were mostly made of those who live around these areas. Right, okay. I don't know if uh, Yappy Kuinen has made their way down past the tundras for uh, a century or more. Wow, okay. Tend to keep to themselves. I feel like in this climate I would too at this point. Have Carhoon roll a history check. Oh, sure, sure. Good call, good call, good call. All right. Carhoon rolls a nine. Nine. 
Caroline says, "You know, now that I, now that you mention it, I do remember coming across that word a few times in my extensive stuff. <laughs> I can't recall much details, but yes, they're very private. Okay, finding them might be a bit of a bit of a challenge, but I think if short of killing bears and making." The furs ourselves, I don't know what other options we'd have. And, I mean, that would take just so much time. I'm not a particularly skilled seamstress. I mean, sure, I'd be able to get by slapping some stuff together, but I'm sure it would be unwieldy and we'd not be... Our traveling time would probably be slowed and, I mean, it also would be just raw hide before it's been cured or anything. So, I mean, uh, that's also disgusting. (laughs) Do you think that you'd be able to find them or, or have at least an indication of uh, of a general area that they'd be in? Well, maybe. Okay. I think uh, the only things I can remember is that I, I seem to recall like other dwarves, they didn't stray too far from their roots. Mm-hmm. They are generally a, a more subterranean race. And I think okay. up in that climate it would... Help to keep them that makes sense. away from the elements. Yeah. Okay. So perhaps if we made enough of a, a, a hubbub, a kerfuffle, a racket, a fracas, <laughs> a racket, maybe we could draw their attention. Well, I mean, I, th- I think we have some time on the road still, even prior to getting close, that we can we can brainstorm along those lines. Maybe we'll find something we can skin on the way. Who knows? Yeah, and maybe that would be something they'd be willing to trade for. If, if you know, they are creating things out of furs, then giving at least some raw materials, uh, I mean, maybe that would be that would maybe be helpful to that's, their economy. I don't know. That's true. I mean, if we're going to try to trade, maybe we should look for something that is inaccessible. To the cold. And that, uh, yeah, maybe. Huh, okay. Uh, Octavia will turn to Owlbear and say, You don't have any seeds or anything, do you? We're not the agricultural type. Agricultural is kind of <laughs> tough to say like that. <laughs> Understandable. Under- of course. Uh, we don't, but you're an herbalist, right? It shouldn't take you much to go out and harvest True. them. Okay. Well, Owlbear, uh, unfortunately, we should probably uh, get going pretty ASAP. So I hate to... Where Where is it exactly you're heading? Are you going up to the mountain? Well, maybe for all the party's uh, interest, we should kind of keep that close to our chest. We would hate to have our relationship with you be a reason um, for you to be targeted. And, and maybe as little as you know would be best. Well, I'm just saying that we got no our way around these mountains pretty well, so if there's some place you need to get to in a hurry. Well, well, we are headed north. I, I mean, uh, that I feel like is, we can tell you, so if there's a, a, a path that you can point us to to kind of wind our way through these mountains undetected, that would be very, very helpful. Uh, well, north you'll have to head through, head past Montagnon again, right. unless you want to circumvent that. I mean, we know passages all over these, uh, all over these mountains. 
will either our our current plan is either to head down the mountains to the east and travel across the plains, or if there's an easier way to get through the mountains, um, where our traveling time would be as speedy as it would be on the plains. To the east. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to go over the mountains. Yeah, or through, or under. Which of those seems preferable to you? Uh. I wouldn't recommend going over these mountains. Okay. Especially if you're in a hurry. Okay. Even we try to avoid that. Oh, okay. I, I've only ever been been across the mountains once, and that was when I was young, um, and I don't remember how exactly we went. Um, you probably came through Gruntikov. Oh, is that where we went through? Oh, okay. I mean, probably. That's like the main tunnel um, from one end okay, to the other. that does make sense now that I think about it. Okay. We probably... The city's built in like a huge tunnel that goes through the mountains. Oh, true. Okay. We probably came through Grundikov. <laughs> and I don't think that's an option right now. <laughs> um, I, so, I mean, going through the mountain, uh, but not putting us at risk at the monsters is what seems like that would be the best course. Well, as our final act for you, I, we can, we can, we're on the move anyway. We can show you to a pass. Thank you. Call it uh, the, the Pass of Paxion. Pass of Paxion, okay. Should get you through to the other side. It's a well-kept secret okay. around these parts because no one, no one knows the mountains like mm-hmm, we do. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. That would oh, that'll be so helpful. I have to ask. Uh, you have the horn, and you're free to use it in the future. But for the next few weeks or so, based on what's just happened, I think we'll need to lie low. Understandable. So. Nobody will be answering your calls if you need it immediately. Okay. Well, good to know, and thank you also for letting me keep it still. I wasn't wasn't sure if it was a one-use type of thing. Um, and as well, between the two of us, there might be a... As I said, I'm not sure how word of our movements got out. Mm-hmm. So we have some... We have some business to take care of. But I don't foresee mm. the grot being kept down for long. I don't think you would be either under your leadership. We'll, I mean, we'll get, we'll get going and after you point us in the right direction and I mean, we'll be, we'll be out of touch as well because we'll be far. I mean, we'll be out of the range of the mountains as, anyway. So um, we won't as much be in the thick of it. Well, if you come back through in a few months, maybe our paths will cross again. I hope so. I really do. Well, we need to move out. Mm-hmm. You should go make your arrangements. Sounds good. We'll be good. leaving as soon as we can. Sounds good. And she will... Octavia will shake... Or put her hand out for Albert to shake it. And um, if she does, uh, they'll leave the tent and just be all business and be ready to um, get back onto the road. She shakes your hand. Thank you again. And Octavia and Carhoon turn and uh, leave the tent. All right. You leave the tent and most of the camp has been broken down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And gnomes and dwarves and halflings are running about, finishing up, packing up their Mm -hmm. their tents and beds and supplies and stuff and loading them onto the back of their goats. And yeah, over the course of the next hour or so, the rest of the camp gets broken down and everyone is sort of ready to move out. Okay. Owlbear gets her stuff taken care of and the deal sort of is like they're they're moving out. They're going to 
be going this way anyway, so they'll show you to this pass. Okay, perfect. And then it'll be a farewell from there. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so the the Grot all are mounted up. Uh, you're free to use Bartholomew oh, and Agatha. Yay! Good, good, good. Until, you know, you get to mm-hmm, the pass. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And so you see, as as everyone's sort of grouped up, and Owlbear's there, she's got her, her goat packed mm-hmm. up, she's on it, and she rides up, and you can see she, next to her, sort of tied onto her goat, she has another unridden goat. Mm. Mm. Is that Moose's goat? That's Moose's goat. Oh, man. Okay. And she rides up to the stone with the engraving, and she puts her palm on it one last time. Oh, man. And just sits there for a few seconds. Mm-hmm. And then after that, she turns her goat and begins riding off into the mountains. And everyone sort of, most of them make a pass by this this rune mm-hmm. and go, go their way as well. Octavia would like to as well. Okay. Yeah, and she'll like put her hand on it and say, I didn't know you long, but thank you, and this won't be the end. And you all ride off into the mountains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you make your way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you're cutting a bit southernly. Okay. And further up, like, are we going, are we ascending Southernly, a to- bit up, okay. not, uh, yeah, and a, a little bit. The trees begin to thin out, and it gets a bit rockier. Mm-hmm. The air is getting a bit thinner, but not so much so that you are are grossly affected by okay. it. And yeah, after half a day's ride, mm-hmm. you come to a, a stop, and Albert halts her goat and puts up a hand, and everyone sort of gathers around, and she motions for you and Carhoon to come up to the front, mm-hmm. and uh, Carhoon dismounts Bartholomew. <laughs> And comes around, and he's checking all his straps, and he's got his axe and all that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna dismount Agatha and give her give her another little scritch and kind of nuzzle her nose and be like, "You're a good goat." Agatha <laughs> <laughs> tries to eat some of my like hide armor or something like, "Mmm, a snack." <laughs> so Albert. So she's looking you basically in the eye yeah. now because she's a small person, not a goat. Oh, right. About, I didn't even think maybe, of that. Maybe yeah. about as tall as you. She says, this is it. Uh, a couple days past here, you'll get to the other side of the mountains. Perfect. Uh, it'll be a lot easier than going over. I wish you luck on your journey. And when you find yourself back here in some time, again, I wouldn't mind if our paths crossed again. Hopefully under happier circumstances. Hopefully. And again, thank you for... You've... I mean, we couldn't cross these mountains without this help, and you've helped us more than you can imagine in so many ways, and I hope someday we can really, really repay it. Best of luck with everything. She nods and uh, extends her hand. Octavia will shake it vigorously. Well, she does the, like, you grab the forearm. Oh, like, nice. Yes. You know, yeah. That, that cool thing. And then we, like, people do. bump chests and everything, like, getting real tight. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She nods, and she begins leading her band of grot away. All right. As they begin to move past you, one of them comes up, and you recognize it as Squirrel. Oh. Saw you before, yeah. and, and Squirrel 
just as she's sort of riding past, she pauses and she says, If you're going down Paxion's Pass, uh, I, I just want to warn you, watch out for uh, Vitklo. Vitklo? There's a, well, it's a, it's a bit of a urban, well, not, not so much urban, but a, a rural uh, myth around here. Okay. Big ol' big ol' wolf haunts your well. Okay. Just uh just watch out. Okay. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Thanks. Okay. It'll be okay. Yeah. Ficlo. It, yeah. It, it's just a myth. Right. Yeah, okay. okay. Just if you hear a howling in the distance, walk a little bit faster, okay? Okay. Okay. Alright. Alright. You're you'll be good. She pats you on the shoulder. She says, <laughs> Hope to see you again. You too. <laughs> <laughs> Octavia's like wide-eyed, like, oh no. Vitklo. So before okay. you, Vitklo. Yikes. Okay. Have Carhoon roll uh, another history. Okay, track. yeah. Alright, this is a... Ooh, natural 17 for a total of 20. Uh, Vitklo is sort of a mishmash of the languages around this area. Okay. Sort of like... Uh, a dwarvish, gnomish, elvish hybrid oh, that, that roughly translates to red claw. Red claw, okay. And she said it sounded like a wolf howling, yep, kind of thing. Okay, yep, yep, yep. claw. Okay. Well, it's like I'm sure we wouldn't possibly run into that, right? Of of course, no way. Of course, you know the not a chance. I don't have a dragon soul around my waist, so there's nothing crazy or or legendary that's happening in our lives. Of course, if there is some sort of legend of a great monster, it will definitely not cross our paths because we definitely no have the best luck. Chekhov's gun is not a thing in this universe, <laughs> so we're we're surely safe. Positive. Um, but before you, you see there is, so the mountains continue north and south, mm-hmm. but there's sort of like a, a small valley, kind of rocky, craggy passageway. Oh, okay. Not incredibly wide across, but it just sort of looks like it begins winding its way from east to west okay. through the center of these mountains. And it looks uh, natural, right? Not made... Yep, okay. no, it's it's sort of a naturally occurring, but there is, like, no way you would ever be able to find, find this it. if okay. you were just wandering around randomly. And is it, like, would we have to walk single file? Is it that narrow, or...? Not that narrow, maybe in some parts of it. Okay, but, like, an army but couldn't get through here or anything, right? An army couldn't get through okay. here, no. Okay, well, that's good to know. Well, and Octavia will kind of gesture towards the sinister-ish passage. Okay. Should we get going? Let's do it. All right. And she'll square her shoulders, and she hasn't been back over the mountains since she was a kid, and it wasn't a great time in her life when she was over Mm -hmm. in the east, so she's just kind of setting her face and clenching her jaw, and she's got to do what she's got to do. All right. So you begin making your way through Paxion's Pass. Mm -hmm. Is that... Can Carhoon or even Octavia do a history check to be like, is that somebody's name or is that like the name of the this particular mountain in the range? Sure. Both of you roll a history check. Okay. Octavia rolls a 14 and Carhoon rolls a... Oh, a natural 20. <laughs> okay. That's good because this was going to be a very hard yes! check. What's the total? Um, 23. 23. All right. 
natural 20. So if I'm remembering correctly from my extensive studies. Mm-hmm. Is he, did he go to like a, the elf equivalent of, of an Ivy Harvard. League and tries to mention it as often as possible? <laughs> Yeah, you know, during my time at Harvard or, Harvard. you know, while I was studying um, under Blah. Sorry, go ahead. No, he says, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, Paxion is a name I've come across a few times. Okay. Uh, he was from, what I recall, uh, of an elf. Oh, first okay. Elf, oh, wow. Mentioned uh, a few times off and on. Clearly someone of... Great renown mm-hmm. because there weren't that many names I've encountered from the first era. Would have survived that long, yeah. Was he? Did it like? Was he from Montignon? Did you? It doesn't say okay. where he was from. Honestly, we don't even know what sort of other elven cities right. existed. Montignon's just the only one we've recovered. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he was. Key in the development of their early culture, the development of oh, their wow. language. Okay. Unfortunately, there's not too many other details uh, about it, only what we can glean from scraps of mm. text and archaeology gathered throughout the years. Clearly, someone of import. Well, Paxion, may you rest well and... Thank you for thank you for finding this pass or doing something cool enough that this pass was commemorated after you. So you guys start trekking mm-hmm. your way into the Pass of Paxion or Paxion's Pass. And we will pick up there next episode. Oh no, I want to go further. I want I'm so ready for this next journey. Yes! Yes, let's go, let's go, let's go. Ah! Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or your preferred podcasting app. A great way for us to grow and reach more people like you is for you to share us with your friends. So please tell your colleagues about us, um, your family, uh, your kids, your mom, anyone who you think might be interested in our story and our game. If you want to get in touch with us, we're active on social media. We have an Instagram and a Twitter, and you can find us at And A Die Podcast. We'd love to hear from y'all, and we always try to respond to each message that we get. Catch y'all next week.